Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my Soul Renegade Sound Studios right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm welcoming you to another episode of The Ken Valdez Approach. Oh, man, this week I had a chance to catch up with Tori Ruffin. Tori is a, is a buddy of mine, and because the, the world has gone a little bit crazy, we haven't had a chance to catch up or talk in quite a while, so it was really nice to go ahead and, and, and fix that, if you will. Let me tell you a little bit about Tori. Now, Tori was in a band called Fishbone. He also has been the guitar player for Morris Day and The Time. You remember them? Purple Rain? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? <laughs> yeah, Tori has been on that gig for almost 30 years. Can you believe that? Gosh. Yeah, and being the star of stage and screen that he is with, with those classics... He's also a legitimate member of another band called Sexual Chocolate. Sexual Chocolate. You guys know that one from Coming to America. Randy Watson, a.k.a. Eddie Murphy, his band on both the original and the sequel. And to top it off, he has his own band called Freak Juice, which is awesome. It has something for everybody, and it's so rocking. So join me here as I chat with my buddy Tori Ruffin. I hope you enjoy this one. All right, all right. I am here with Tori Ruffin. Man, what are you up to? Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Just hanging out with the with you, Big Ken. Yeah, family. man. You know, just hanging out. How have you how have you been, man? What's going on with you? What's new in your world? Uh, well, you know, uh, I've, I've been living down here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, running a bar and. Uh, Hitting, hitting stuff with my with my freak juice uh, with my band freak juice we just put out a record uh, last year it was it was uh NPR was on NPR a couple of videos were on the top uh, five videos one was the head of brand for Marcellus I have to always say that because that just tickles me to death yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's a jazz legend in uh, my little uh, video anyway so yeah uh and just really pushing that, man. I've been hanging with the time. You know, I, for those of you who don't know, I play guitar with Morris Day at the time for the last 27 years. And it looks like we got a good, nice summer. So we're going to be hitting the road pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm getting oh, back yeah. out there and giving it to the people. Yeah. So, Man, well, one of the things that I love about what you do is the fact that you are so versatile. You've come from... from like I, I don't even know where to begin, really, because you have a, such a huge rock background, but then you go out and you play with with Morris, Morris Day in the Time, and and, right. and doing a lot of the funky stuff, a lot of the soulful stuff, and mm -hmm. kill it. And then we go into you know Freak Juice, which is right. which is your project, uh -huh. and I don't even know how to describe that band. Actually, let's go there. Yeah. How would you describe Freak Juice? Man, well, let me just tell you uh, oh, what it is. It's you know, it's it's all my passion. When I was uh, seventeen, uh, we um, we played in a uh, so quote unquote fusion band, and and uh, I was just, I was just getting started. And the guy told me, man, if you really want uh, to be known as a, a great guitarist, you need to listen to some jazz. And 
practice some bebop or, or, or at least learn some bebop, you know, because we're, we're in a fusion band. So, man, you should go see Miles Davis. And I went to see Miles Davis, man, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, like I said, my background was rock. Came from Led Zeppelin and I, and then Rush, and Jimi Hendrix, of course. And, but, but, and then, of course, all the funk stuff. But then I, I went to hear Miles with his electric pro- project at the Hollywood Bowl and uh, Man, these guys came out, and then the, these these the two guitarists, Schofield and Stern, were were rocking, man. But then they launched into this other stuff, and I was just hooked immediately. I was like, "Oh my God, what is that?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, that's bebop. They're playing bebop." So I mainly got into jazz, man. I just had to learn everything about it, and then um, I guess I was I went to see Schofield and. It was an amazing show, and after the show, I saw him whining his chords and, and getting in the taxi. And I went home, turned on the TV, and there was Motley Crue getting in the Learjet or something, coming off of the stadium. Like, what the fuck's wrong with this picture, man? <laughs> and anyway, so... I think Freaky was kind of born out of that, just amalgamation of funk, rock, and jazz, just like a loud jazz band. And um, but what just just my passion because I, I was really a big Led Zeppelin and Hendrix fan, and I, and I love the energy of the, of a rock show, you know, or of a rock and blues, or just a, just that energy of kids jumping around. So that's what that's what Freak Juice is, uh, and it's heavy, bro. It's 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 heavy, like yeah, it gets heavy, man. Because years later, I got into bands like uh, the Deftones, and then I love the Fishbone record, "Give a Monkey a Brain," where everything was drop tuned. I, you know, I'm, I got a chance to play in Fishbone too. So right. Freak Juice is a, is a little bit of Fishbone. They taught me about ska and punk rock because I, I didn't really know about ska reggae or punk rock until I got until I started hanging around Fishbone. Didn't really. I, that wasn't my thing. It was I, like I said. I was I was Zeppelin and uh, and, and James Brown and, and, er, and Ernie Isley and George Clinton. You know the funk funk. I really a big knee deep like that knee deep solo on. Uh, I'm just rambling a lot. I'm not. Oh even, man, no, no. This is great, that man. Knee deep, that knee deep solo uh, uh, changed my life. That was another Tory's life was changed with that Michael Hampton knee deep solo. I think that's one of the most underrated rock solos that was ever put on record. It's so melodic and it's so just uh, it has every, all the elements. He does it, even does it now that I know, you know, he even does a, a diminished run and some and some bebop sounding kind of phrases there you right, know, there. And uh, I just love that. And so, yeah, so that funk and Led Zeppelin is re- and, 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 and Hendrix, and I have to say, and just all the 70s rock was really rush. I, you know, I grew up in Detroit until um, I was about uh, 12, 13, uh, eighth grade, whenever that was. And so rush was right across the border. So all the brothers now, all the brothers, musicians, when we were in there playing fly by night, jam on Ernie Isley. It was, I had a great growing up because back in the day, way back in the day when radio played everything, like Stevie Wonder and Elton John were on the same radio in Detroit. So, you know, musicians heard everything. It was a good time to grow up. God, man. Anyway, yeah. So that's what Freak Juice is. It's an amalgamation of all that stuff, man. Because when I, when, when I would get off the road, I wanted to do 
uh, just uh, touch on some of my other influences. Man. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's it's there. It's there in droves. If you guys have not got uh, the record, it's called, okay, so we got Freak Juice, right? Freak Juice and Friends, and it's uh, called They Call Us Juice. Is that right? Is that the, the latest that's there? It, yeah, and I called up some of my friends to play on the record, so we got some, I got some pretty guests, good guests on there, man. I got to get man. you on the next one, Ken. I gotta yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'd be honored. Yeah, Freak Juice, man, that's been my passion and labor of love. And so you said that you were you were out in Detroit until you're about what was it twelve? You said was that right? Uh, eighth grade, I think that's thirteen. Sure. 13, yeah, yeah, about fourteen. So those were all my formative years, and we moved to California in '76. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the the original guys in Sexual Chocolate, you know, that movie I was in, <laughs> Melvin Davis, Carl Carl Benson, Bruce Sterling, we all had a fusion band when I was. This, when I was 17, 18, and then, uh, and then uh, this guy named Randall Willis was the, was the, was the guy that told me to go see Miles Davis. He was he was playing sax at the time before Carl Denson. Anyway, so yeah, I did that, and then my father uh, was a a, uh, a Xerox uh, exec, um, and he had an opportunity, and he was opening up one of the first computer stores in Dallas. Make a long story short, he said, you, you know, you can come out here and go to North Texas. And uh, so I took him up on that op- offer when I was a kid. And uh, and I did about three, three, three and a half years. And I I started mm-hmm. playing with No Compromise, uh, which is a, uh, was a jazz fusion band back then. Um, and I just recently had Tom Braxton, who uh, is the leader, was the leader back then. I have my club. Anyway, he's doing great. And uh Make a long story short, I, I, we were in Austin uh, for for a few years, uh, and then uh, I met Charlie Red um, and, yeah. uh, and other people. The, the guys in my uh, the the bassist in my band back then. We were just uh, we played the first South by Southwest, very first one. All right on. Anyway, so I I didn't want to do. I felt like I you know I didn't want to do covers the rest of my life, so I headed it back to L.A. And when I got back to LA, I, re- I relinked with my fusion band that I, that I was, uh, and the driver was driving John Landis around. He's the director of uh, Cummings America, and said, "Hey, man, I, I need a band for this scene." Next thing I knew, I was back in LA. All one week, I was in a, I was in the movie with Eddie Murphy. Man, <laughs> and, and 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 yeah, it was it was crazy. I was like, "All right, good call, good call. That was a good call to come home." And, uh, but when it came out, man, you know, kind of came and went. And it wasn't any big deal. It was like year, about five years after we started getting on rerun, everybody fell in love with it, and I, every, you know, everybody started. See, that, that's that's become life. yeah, that's become like a cultural icon. That's been like that's yeah. it's legendary, man. Yeah, yeah you know, that's, that's you yeah. ask anybody about that movie, and that's the one scene that they're gonna go to every time. Every time, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it was hilarious. Like Eddie was 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 phenomenal in it. Yeah, he was, man. He's but awesome. there's an actual band behind him, and you're in it, and it's real, and it's yeah. like that's that's the this is the guy, man. He's yeah. the guitar player in that band. Funny story is, you know, we learned that song really well, and we we're all ready to kill it, and we got like four bars into it. The producer goes, "Cut!" 
I need you guys to sound like the worst band in America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Air that horn, guitar player, hit some bad notes. And let's, you know, this is, you know, this is session chocolate. I know you guys are all, you know, great, but we're not doing that today. I was like, look. Here we go. <laughs> well, let's let's go there for a second, man. So you're doing the whole sexual chocolate thing. How did that feel? Were you guys like when when that part came up, and and you guys were filming? Like, were you guys trying like not to laugh? Were you guys like oh, you know, question. or were you guys like just like no, man, we gotta we gotta nail this, or we just gotta stay right. like deadpan, right. or all right, you know that one scene. Now what was that? Maybe. 45 seconds, maybe a minute in this. In that one scene take, took two and a half days because you got to remember, Eddie was a young comedian back then. When he came to the set, he was just cracking jokes, making people laugh. We were clowning. He was clowning around. He was he was ad-libbing. He was calling. He's like, I'd like to introduce my band. We got Clark Bar on guitar. We got Snickers on drums. You know, he was <laughs> All this shit, he was just ripping, man. And none of that, I was like, oh, this is, we were just dying, you know. So, and John, I was go, okay, break, break, just get <laughs> But every time, you know, we, so that was, it was a, a day of him improv. And then, and then the next day we came back, kind of more the same. We got some, then, and then uh, I think it was, uh, we, we got out of there, the, the so like two and a half days, maybe two days. Just and for a 45 <laughs> second clip. Just, yeah, but I do remember he was just crap. I mean, it was the funniest shit I ever heard. And uh, it, it was just, it was just amazing, man. It was, it was good times. And, you know, of course, I, you know, we're super young. That was 36 years ago. So I was like, wow, this is cool, man. Hey. You know, you know. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, it kind of came a whip, you know. But right, right. Then years later, it's like, yeah, you guys, like, you guys, oh, you guys, <laughs> I would be on interviews going, yeah, you know, I got a chance to play with Prince, and I was in the movie. You were in Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> But did you play with Randy Watson? Yeah, yes, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. But you were on, you were playing with Randy Watson. Yeah, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, man. <laughs> but you guys, there was also a sequel to the movie just yeah. recently, man. Yeah, and you guys yeah. got called back. We got the when you know it was. We heard it was going on, and we were just sitting around. I guess they're going to use some younger dudes. You know, right, right. We thinking, and uh, then we got the call last minute. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, was, they they were, it turned out they were actually looking for us. You know. Oh wow! I guess they found us on Facebook. So there it is. Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! And, uh, unfortunately, you know, like you know, Carl, the, the sax player, tours with uh, the, the Stones now. Yeah, yeah. Alvin Davis is a. Uh, a phenomenal bass player, Lee Rittenauer, and he was over in Japan with Lee Rittenauer, plays with all Chaka, mu musical director Chaka, and wow. the drummers was with Taylor Day and done sessions in LA. And Bruce Sterling put together tons. We back in the day, we had a a, a business that that either put together the bands or played behind tons of the Arsenio Hall acts, all the late night TV acts. Sure, we either put together the bands or played behind there you know and so we got a chance to play with behind a lot of people and that's how i ended up playing getting the more state gig actually really yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
know? Man, well, let's 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 go back again, man, because you were also in, in Fishbone. How did that come about? Well, uh, uh, well, Fishbone came years later, man. Um, actually, I was working with this actress, uh, Cree Summer. Um, I was giving her guitar lessons, and then she decided she wanted to play be in a band and she could I thought she could sing okay. And, you know, at first, you know, when I was, you know, okay, actress wants to, she's on TV, <laughs> let's go do a band. Turned out she had a ton of talent. Turned out she was the real deal. And we got signed and we actually toured with Fishbone. So we were all friends. But even before then, like I remember them working out Freddie's Dead in a in a club in Venice with Kendall and all those guys. And right, right. Fish came up and the drummer came up and talked to me. I think I might have sat in and he came up and talked to me like almost I almost, you know, wanted to see if I, you know, be available for a second guitar, I think. You know, I, it's, you know, that's my memory of it. Sure, it, sure. Asking me, my like, nah, that didn't happen, bro. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it seemed like he was filling me out. But anyway, I, so I, I've known him for a long time. And then, uh, so we toured together um, uh, with Cree Summer, a band called Subject to Change. And then she, she did another record, Street Fairy, which I wrote some songs on as well. Right. Yeah, and this is one of those things, man. We we talk about this off air as well, and uh, I'll just throw it out there. Uh, that Street Fairy CD was, that thing was baller, man. That thing was so good. She's a phenomenal artist, and so I guess she thinks she's producing some stuff for Netflix, and we're supposed to get together and write some more stuff. So, oh man, just yeah, you, I I'm a, I'm a I'm a Cree Summer fan for sure, and you know, and it's it's funny because you know. I, I talked to you and, and you worked with Cree Summer and then you like one of the artists that I work with, which is Alana Davis. And it's like, we have that, that connection there because yeah. Love me. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, man. And it's, 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 it's so funny, man. You know, because we definitely have some parallels. We have a lot of, a lot of friends in common, man. And I've, I've known you for a while and it's like, it's, it's, it's so interesting when you find out the backstories and stuff and see where, you know, there's all those parallels, man. And this is definitely one of them. And we always, we always go there. So I got to show that love too, man. Street Fairy was, was amazing. And just the fact that you worked on that record and had a band with Cree, which I heard a few tracks, I think you sent me or she sent me some a little while back they were slamming. Yeah, those rep that that's a slam. That subject of change record is pretty dope, man. I mean, it's 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 a lot. And we were doing the the fusion thing back then. The the the, the funk, the rock, you know, a little. There's a little bit of jazz influence in there. Some places, yep, sure is. We were doing been doing that a long time. I had a record called Civil, a band called Civil Right Out too with uh, Carl Young and he, he's the basis for Michael Fronte. But yeah, we, we, I've been on that, that rock and bebop, but in a pop sense, in a way, I've always tried to write a song with those styles in it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Those influences in it. Well, I mean, I think when I, and maybe I'm wrong, but when, when, when you say, when you say pop, what I'm hearing is more melody based. Yeah, like you, you write hooks, man. Like Thank you, you got, you got hooks. That's right? what I write. <laughs> <laughs> I think that too, man. Which more people thought like us? <laughs> yeah, man. It's you know, I mean, pop is pop is pop is pop, whatever. But it's, it's like popular. I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah, exactly, right. 
But man, you got you got big hooks, and I'll go back to this Freak Juice record, man, because it is, it's heavy, it's definitely big melodies, all while 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 keeping it heavy, while keeping it funky. There's some there's some reggae in there. There's I mean there's everything in this thing. Definitely, definitely. I like big. I like melodies, man. You know? Yeah. That you know that's yeah, that's my thing. Well, man, I'll tell you what. With that said, let's go ahead and hear a song off of this Freak Juice, They Call Us Juice record. Which song are we going to be playing, man? We're going to do Hole in the Wall. You want to do Hole in the Wall? Let's do Hole in the Wall. Everybody check this out. We can drink, smoke, and relax. And relax. We can do 
And all right, well, there you have it. Hole in the wall. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that song, man. Uh, well, coming from L.A., uh, if you know anything about the, the the original music scene in L.A., there's you know there's tons of bands, and you don't get paid. Some some people try and make you pay to play. Yeah. So when I was afforded the opportunity to come out here, I met my uh, my friend that I was talking to you about earlier, the bassist Charlie Red. We were he he was touring with Jimmy Vaughn. I was out with Morris. We're in the same hotel. He goes, man. I've seen you doing your freak juice. You need to bring that to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's just like Austin was when we were kids. I was like, wow. I was like, I was like yeah, man, there's plenty of bars and everything in place. So I, I took them up on it. And sure enough, I got there. Uh, it was a captive audience, you know. Uh, and if and if you, I found out that, you know, people, they go out in the bars to hear music. And uh, we got a chance to play all our originals, uh, two sets. I mean, you know, probably through the cover or two, but uh, they were there. They loved it. Uh, at the end of the night, they got we got paid. A Grey Goose shot and a beer was five dollars. Oh, I was man. like, I don't know, what else? What's there? I got paid for doing my original, and you know, there's twenty dollars to park at the whiskey, twenty dollars for a Grey Goose. <laughs> All right. you know, I judge my success how how, how cheap the drinks are. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. As a musician, you gotta love getting paid for your original. Oh, music. absolutely, man! And yeah, being able to do that. And so, to answer your question, after that, you know, it, it, I would play any hole in the wall I could. You know, like I would just book gigs here, and and basically tour over and king of the hole in the walls. I was like, you're right. Let's write a song about it. Love <laughs> so, it. And Love uh, it. Uh, so uh, my uh, my rapper Chris Simpson really put that together. He I, I did the music. I had this you know ska group with Fishbone, and we and we sat down and and he laid it out and and, uh, and and it just came together, you know. So yeah, Chris Chris Simpson was a real big part of those lyrics. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a fun. It's probably one of the lighter 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 uh subject songs on the record you know uh, right with that pandemic and, and as an artist you know so I, i'm drawn to people like uh marvin gay active people that activists fishbones fishbone is uh, is a, a little bit of activists i guess yeah. we're you know uh, in that scene um i've, I've been drawn to uh, uh people like marvin gay people that have spoke out on situations when they weren't right or wrote about it you know and and uh and I, I feel my I'm in that category because that, that, that those are subjects that tend to move me and tend to make me want to put it to pen. Yeah, put absolutely. In a song, you know, to see if we can make situation better or at least bring awareness to it. But I always try to have uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I don't ever want to paint a picture of just doom and gloom. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to give us, I want to, I always like to think there's hope. So. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think has been a, a very common thread throughout a lot of these shows that I've done thus far is the fact that um, the guests, myself, were really aware that music in particular is, is, a common thread with with all humanity. That's yeah. that's one of those unifying factors. And we had brought up, uh, you know, the whole coming to America thing with Eddie Murphy, right? Mm -hmm. That's the other one. It's laughter. Right. Everybody loves to laugh. 
everybody. You know, right. it, it, when you laugh, it's so much better than feeling, you know, feeling like shit. Right. 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 <laughs> and, you know, and then there's music. Everybody loves music. It might not be the same style of music or whatever, but that is something that unites everybody. Right. So, yeah, I, I feel you definitely. And I, you know, knowing you, I do believe that, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel, the the, the hope that you bring it comes from that 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 place of of music being unifying and yeah. you know we're yeah. better together and you do that and i'll tell you what and we'll go back to freak juice you know there's a little bit of something for everybody you know what right. i mean so right. Right. you know right. if if you're not feeling this one just hang out for a minute because right. you probably will get into a little something you know what i mean right. And, right. yeah and i love that man i love that yeah. so i i feel you and i applaud you man and and uh you know it also brings me to this because you just mentioned it the whole pandemic the whole you know just the whole social situation other just all of it it's been a crazy couple of years it's been a crazy couple of years crazy couple what have you been doing the last couple of years man well you know i, I finished that record i finished the freak juice record that when, when we went on lockdown i had been working on these songs for a while and uh so that uh, there's a label here in town uh, called Horton Records, and they, they gave me a couple bucks to go ahead and, and, and hire some people to get it, help me get it done. And and I really, so I really got focused and got in the studio. So that that was like the first part of that. And then uh, uh, the second, and all the while, I have to mention that I have I bought a bar before the pandemic. Right? Is it hole in the wall? This is the my home, my very own home. <laughs> there the you go. Lounge, a freak. I mean, we used to play this hole in the wall of this bar, uh, pack it out, and uh, I was sitting one day at the bar, and uh, my buddy, his name was Max. He goes, uh, you know, I'm really trying to sell this bar. You know anybody? And I was like, uh, I was just curious. Like, well, what do you want to sell it for? He goes, his eyes got big for you. I pretty much give it to you, <laughs> and, and you can make payment. I was like, it was so cheap. It was so cheap. I'm like, well, how hard can it be? All right. Well, that was a that was a huge <laughs> that was a big dumb huge mistake. But I got an education in the bar business, like I was telling you earlier. I got a uh, an awakening, and I see I know both sides now. So it's it's, it's been very educational. I'm I'm happy for the opportunity. So I, we were running a bar, bringing in acts, and then the pandemic came, and oh man, and, and that was that was tough because you couldn't open, and uh, you know people still wanted their money, and right, you know it was pretty tough. So we had to do some Harlem nights, speakeasy. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. No, but, uh, right, right. <laughs> oh, that's but anyway, crazy. we got through it, man. And so I was doing that for the last couple of years. And then um, now that the now that things are opening up, we're gonna uh, got been doing some shows. We got we got some we got a May the St. Paul Mayfest here. We got the fair, Free Juice is gonna play, and then I'm gonna be looking to come out and do some traveling. We, we went up to Minneapolis where you were a couple of years ago. I mean, a few years ago. I like to get up and do some stuff back up at Minnie. We were, I feel like, making some headway there. But I, oh, I wanted to get up and do some shows with you and Bean. Dude. You know, I got to get you down here to the Juice Maker Lounge to do your thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah, yeah we've been we've been, we've been Ronnie, doing good. Yeah, I talked to Ronnie, um, Ronnie Baker books. So. Oh, wow, right on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to have a 
we got to get the juice fest going on. You know, I'm I'm down with that, man. Let's let's do that. You know, what let's mean? do the juice fest, man. Yeah, maker fest. Yeah, God, man. Yeah, you and I, you and I are due to make some noise together soon, too, man. Like that's just one of those things that, like, I don't know why it hasn't happened, but it just hasn't happened. This has got to happen. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. All right. So we're talking about freak juice. We're talking about, uh, you know, uh, fishbone. You guys got to understand. So. Uh, Tori is is a phenomenal guitar player, phenomenal. Uh, and you you said that you came from from uh, uh, North Texas, right? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I when I well, the I was coming from Detroit, and I you know, and I I was a kid, and I could ba- I could barely play it even. I, I was you know when I got there, you know, I couldn't make any of the programs or anything, so I kind of had to hang out and. And and, and 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 hang on people's coattails, but I did get it, and I got I got a lot of good stuff from there. Yeah, I was able to take some theory classes, and God, that would be yeah, one of the places to go for sure. Yeah, yeah, so that, that definitely took me from the here to there for sure. You yeah. know, gave oh, gave me and and some of the concepts definitely hit me years later yes so yeah uh-huh. yeah man yeah you strap you strap rocket boosters on there man yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if you if you were just barely like learning that that e minor or whatever yeah was, yeah something happened over there dude i was a funkster man yeah you know i could play you know some funk, but yeah but then that took me that gave me a path to to like oh okay so 27 years with Morris, man. Tell me about that. Tell me about the experience there. Tell me, well, like, I mean, you know, what is it like being in that band? What is, you know, because I've, I've caught, I don't know how many of, of y'all shows, but they're always so fun. Right Everybody on. has a good time at, at a Morris Day in the Time show. That's just, that's just a given. That's, yeah. 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 Well, man, um, you know, if you, if you grew up in the 80s, and like I did, uh, those guys, but it's, those were those are your heroes. Those who you looked up to. You looked up to Prince because he was the, he was he was our next Hendrix, and and Jesse Johnson and those guys. You know, Jesse was you know he was a black guitar player on TV, and 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 at the time was was the band that you pattern your funk licks off. Prince's funk licks. The, the time record, you know, you you knew that if you were a musician, if you were an R and B musician, coming up in the eighties, like like I was trying to uh, do sessions and stuff, you knew that stuff. That the Minneapolis sound, your funk rhythms, that's how I like. You can listen to any of my records even before I had like. There's a record called Silver Ride and that's a Freak Juice before I got uh be forgotten the time you can listen to that and there's that minneapolis feel on 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 the free juice stuff man oh, and, yeah. and that you you just patterned yourself after those guys man those were our heroes those were our neighborhood heroes and so what like i said um um uh, a buddy of mine i i don't know if we i talked about this earlier or with you in the record we had a business uh putting together bands for arsenio hall and uh, so I played. I got a chance to play with a lot of iconic R&B players back then as well. Right. Uh, and uh, so it, it, we MD'd it or put together a band or we played in it. Uh, so when Morris came on, 
the, uh, and needed a band for a solo record, you know, I jumped at the chance. I said, I got to play with Morris Day, you know. This is my guy, you know. Matter of fact, even back in the day, you know, uh, you when you're picking up a goal, you're like, yes, baby, you, you should talk like this. I'm going to make you love me. You know this, girl, you know. <laughs> matter, of, matter of fact, Alex Al, a good bass, uh, he does all the session work in L.A. He's a good friend of mine. We talk like that today when we're talking to each other just because we back in the day it's, when we get a chance to speak we go into our Morris Day uh, isms but anyway so yeah so did the did a couple of shows with Morris and then he needed a, a guitar player you know the Jesse didn't want to come out so it was me Bean and uh, Jerome back in the day they have, were auditioning guitar players, and as as uh, Jerome would go, what about that nappy head boy you had on? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy what about that? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, to to to, to uh, we were. I was going up to uh, San Francisco to play shows with Freak Juice, and. Uh, my band, my band was a little younger. Sat in Ron Gotcha, this guy named Jai Dylan. Man, they hadn't really heard of the time. I'm like, y'all ain't heard of the time. Uh, so we listened. I made them listen to the Panion record all the way up and some other stuff on the way down. And I swear to God, this is no joke. When I got home, Morris was on the, my answer machine back when they had answer machines back. Right, there. right. <laughs> Going up. Yes, brother. Uh, I'm looking for a guitar player. Would you like to come down and play for us? <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> nail that impression, man. You nail it. Frightening uh, how I good used, you are at that. I used to tell it though. I mean, I never told him that. But, uh, anyway, but so yeah, so I would go, I, and I went down, and man, I, I didn't even have to listen to the stuff, like I said, because you know we grew up listening to that playing and stuff. Yeah, and then it was on. So we did our uh, we did our first couple of shows. It was only supposed to be two weeks, and man, we just kept rolling and rolling. And oh boy, how fun has it been? I mean, the first, especially the first 10, 10 15 years, you know, when it was just chaos. It was pandemonium. You know, it was, right. it, was it was just chaos out there. We were just having fun. It was. I uh, just there's so many good memories with that, and then of course Prince came in on some shows, and that you know that was that was the biggest deal of, you know, it's him. I can remember standing in Chicago, going, "Oh shit, that's really him. He's he's right here." We were all playing <laughs> in the circle. <laughs> it's him. Right, right. <laughs> So uh, and 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 he really liked the band, man. And Morris was co-signing me, and he was, you know, and uh, yeah. So then we got to do chance to do Vegas, nineteen ninety nine, with him, and then Raven right to the year two thousand. Then we did that tour. Right. That was that was that was just it's incredible, you know. Just you know, dream come true. Like I. And then the, my first thing when we did the show with Prince uh, in Arena, nobody knew we were, I think it was Atlanta, nobody knew we were in town. And the clock went off, you know, the time uh, clock. Right, right. Shit was so loud and deafening. I was like, and my first thought was like, oh, this how this how people lose their mind. 
you know, if you hear this every night, right? How are you supposed to stay humble and, and, and normal? Right, right. <laughs> oh man. Kind of act up. Oh, I was like, oh, this is how they. This is how people lose their mind. You hear oh, this wow. shit. You hear this shit every night. You right. know. You know, uh, 300 nights, 200 nights a week. Uh, you're going to be asking for some green M&Ms, too. <laughs> <laughs> Very you know, true, I'll man. take the green M&Ms only, please. Yes. Yes. You know, I was like, oh, man. So it takes, you know, I can see, you know, it's just mind-blowing experience, man. And, uh, you know, like uh, like everybody, I was I was deeply, deeply hurt and deeply saddened when he, when he passed and, and didn't realize... You know, you know, my thing too is when people were people are living. You take you take people for granted and right. thinking that they're going to be here, and then you get into these petty grievances or or these petty petty things uh, with that other person or or you know or whatever or or your opinions and 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 then when they're gone, you go you realize oh shit, this guy he's no longer here, and you really realize how much he really meant to you musically and you know maybe even spiritually or, or you know, on some level you know right. so that was a big you know that was a big thing for me is like I, you, you I, it taught his passing taught me to, to appreciate people while they're here everybody's got things they can work on the negative sides and prince was no you know was definitely that way you know he he had his faults and sure like, he's a, he was a person he's a person he's a person you know? well my thing was like this guy you know it taught me to 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 never focus on the negative always focus on the positive with somebody that that especially somebody that that caliber of genius you know right you know yeah so yeah so that was that was, you know, it was, it was hurtful, like every, you know, like to millions and millions of people. Oh man! Well, the whole world, <laughs> man. That whole, watching like the Eiffel Tower, you know, being yeah. lit up purple, I was like, oh my god, yeah. This is this is beyond anything that I ever expected. And then my right. bandmates, Morris, Morris Jellybean, and Money, you know, they were real, you know, you know, of course, Morris and Jellybean, they grew up with them, and you yeah, know, I'm sure Money did too, and you know, I know that, you know, and and. and Prince love more is like a brother. So yeah, yeah. How has it been? Has it been pretty different? You know, now that he's gone. Like I mean, as far as getting out on the stage and and, and playing and, and well, I think we, you know, in, in in a weird in a weird way, we even go harder. And I think it's because of him. You know, we, you know, if there's a way to go harder, I look at some of those videos back when we were young. We were going pretty hard back then. It was just, I, I think it's more. You know, we're inspired to keep his legacy and, and knowing that this is part of his music. We want to, you know, we want to keep it to his standards. And, and so we try and, you know, I mean, more Morrison fellows always. One thing, you know, we, back in the day, I, this is one of the things I really uh, admire about Morris, too, is like, We've done eighty thousand. We've been in like arenas or and even stadiums, eighty thousand, and we've been in. We've had shows back in the day when we first started out. Maybe a couple hundred people showed up, sure. but he brings the same energy. Whether it's five people in the room or eighty thousand in the room, you know he he'll, he'll bring he he performs, and and that's 
that's the mark of a true, true consummate professional. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You don't let things, you don't let the circumstance get you too high or too low. You go do the job and these people pay their money and you give it to them, you know? Right. But I think it's also beautiful what you said, man, where, you know, even a guy like Morris, who is the consummate professional, raising the bar a little bit, you know, just to make sure that 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 y'all are, are are performing to to you know peace standards and and to to secure that legacy you yeah because the time make no doubt about it no doubt about it the time is a part of that legacy dare i even say you know maybe that legacy isn't quite as uh oh maybe brighter or, or noticeable without the time, because I mean, let's just look at purple rain right yeah. there. You right. had to have the, you know, uh, the antagonist and the protagonist and you know, the, yeah. that whole vibe. Right. But man, yeah, I, I think that that's such a beautiful way that you put it very eloquent and very great. I think that that, and you guys are doing that. I right. believe that you guys are totally doing the right thing and doing it the right way. So I, I, I certainly yeah. applaud you, bro. I certainly yeah. applaud you. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. let's go on something a little bit less uh, less sad. You were uh, you were in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, <laughs> which is awesome, man. Actually, a guitar in a few movies, you know. That's yeah. all. Yeah, sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. And, and the time. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. I love that line. Don't you ever talk bad about me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love that. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, how does I mean looking at your career, man? Did you see yourself in the place you are right now? Yes, only bigger mansions and yachts. <laughs> <laughs> I was dreaming big. Yeah, man, <laughs> you got to, man. You have to. You gotta believe in yourself, I, you know. And uh, it's I, I just always wanted to play music and a, a girlfriend of mine told me like Tori you're gonna play music and, and it doesn't matter where it is you're gonna find a way to do your music yeah and uh, I was like wow and that and that uh, that just ring, ring, ring so true to me like she was right like she, I believe she's like you love music so much you're gonna find a way to do it wherever you can you know and yeah. Um, and uh, yeah so I mean even uh, with Facebook one of my kindergarten classmates said, Tori, when you were a kindergarten, you were talking about you were going to be, you know, a rock star or a musician. I was like, I was? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I guess I always wanted to be a musician, man. I, I think music chooses you. You don't really choose it. Right. You know? and I think if it's in you, man, you got to do it or you, you're not. It's like breathing. It's something for music. You know, you can only be this old and, and, and still be playing music if you have to. Right. You right. know what I mean? Not because, you know, it, uh, monetarily or or, or it, it's, just, it's just a part of your being. Yes. Unless it's who you are. I, I really do that. To be this old and still want to do it. You know? oh, I still get the same feeling. When I play with my band or go out with more, I still get, you know, excited. It's just fun to me. It's I love it, you know? Right. Yeah, like that's, why, that's why we keep doing it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I um I was gonna teach uh, you know, as you get older, you know, you can't be on the road forever. So I was trying to get uh I was gonna say, you know, maybe maybe I can teach some jazz guitar to some uh, you know, or or just you know, so I, I took a couple of uh, you know, I I was gonna try to uh, get a 
a jazz guitar certificate or something before I opened the bar. So I was on on the, doing some online classes at Berkeley, man, and that really was, that got me excited like a little kid, like learn, you know, because it, it but you know, when you're learning stuff like we did, we'd have to put on the records, and there would be things that, for me, like uh, in, in the jazz language, that like, I was like, okay, well, where did that note come from? And so. With that, those classes, it, it it put it put names to things. It showed me uh, things that I, I was underutilizing. It uh, reinforced a lot of things I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I get it. Yeah, then, you know, because I, like I, I was a pretty with the inner album, pretty. Uh, I, I seek out things and try to learn constantly. So always, you know, as musicians, we're always trying to grow. You yes, know? and so. You know, with you know, why the internet is great. So, with so with those Berkeley classes, I, it was uh, it was it was it was I it was uh, an eye opener, and it got me uh, you know thirsty for knowledge again. Like I was like uh, eighteen at the like the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was, that's oh, awesome! Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. It's cool, you know. So yeah. Man, well, we're, let's go into Freak Juice again, man. I want to play one more song off of uh, off of your record here. This one I want to do is called Better. Tell me about that song. Yeah, it was just a time in life where I felt, you know, things were looking up, and it, it was just a, a, a good time. You know, I was feeling I was feeling optimistic about the future, and uh, and so I just wrote a song about it. And, That's and, awesome. And it turned into it turned into being being heavy and. and funky and uh, uh we wrote it in seven for all you music nerds out there there we so go right it's in, it's in seven yeah. yeah check it out all right man this is better by freak juice I'm not so proud of 
I love that song, man. I love that song. It's so heavy. It's so good. It, right it just has all those elements that you were talking about. Yeah. And this is one of those, it's one of those songs, man, that just, yeah. you know, what a great way to start a record. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, got that bebop uh, in with the, and then uh, in the middle, and then we get heavy. Yes, yeah, I, I, I love that song, actually. Yeah, man, me too. What a, what a way to start a record. So I wanted to ask you this, man, and, and you know, take this however you want, but I'm, I'm very curious because we just listened to this badass heavy rock tune. What is it like for you to be a black man playing rock and roll like that? Well, man, you know, the, the myths, the, the misinformation or misnomer that, that people always, uh, you know, why are you playing white boy music? Well, you know, rock was vet, no, it comes from the blues, you know, you're right. talking about Little Richard and you're talking about Fast Down, you're talking about, uh, you Chuck know, Barry. Chuck Berry, yeah, the king, uh, you know, so rock, it's, it's, it's a part of our heritage and our culture just as, as it is anybody else's, if not more of a part of our culture. It right. just got, it just, uh, it, uh, it just, it, it's taken another form and so it's very natural for me to be doing it. When I was, came up, you know, like I said, everything was on the radio. Uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, Stevie Wonder were on the same radio, Stairway to Heaven, and um, I Wish, I believe, whatever the Stevie Wonder song was back then, was on the same radio. So, right. you know, that's, and that's, and, you know, as music, like I said, crosses all boundaries and all genres and all all uh, creeds, colors, and genders and 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 and, it, and it's meant to be enjoyed by all no matter who's playing it or what type of uh, uh genre it is you know and uh, one genre is not that de dedicated to one race you know so right right and i mean one I, thing I, too if i can man if i could throw it in here it's like listening to what you do and listening to you speak about it you have a passion Right. Yeah. And that's something that you can't deny, man. Right. You know, right. especially right. if you feel it the way that you do. If you right. feel something and that's the way that you're going to express it, then yeah, by all means, express it. Right. And people can feel that when you come into their club and play. They know you mean business. They know you're passionate about it. They can see you, you know. Now, does it have its challenges? Of course it does, you know. For the most part, you know, after we. We play the uh, after a couple of songs. People are with us, you know. Yeah, they're, they they're a little taken back because my band is all black band, you know. Uh, and that's just because of, you know, with some friends that sure. happen to all be black and they're in my band. Right, right. So, and they but, feel but and they feel strongly. Uh, they feel <laughs> as passionate about your music as you do, man. And, yeah, and, it, so, and it shows. I know. urge everybody if you see Freak Juices on the marquee, man, go check them out. Are you guys yeah, going to be touring anytime soon, man? Uh, we're going to be here around here in Tulsa. We got some shows in the summer, and uh, uh, so you can check me out on Facebook. Uh, please go uh, either download the record on iTunes or or uh, uh, Bandcamp uh, FreakJuice.Bandcamp.com or Baby. I have some records out. Freak Juice. Please go support that. You can find me, Tori Ruffin. Facebook or Freak Juice Facebook, drop me a line, you know, say hey. Uh, but if you can download one, uh, one, one song, one song can help feed a band of five. 
keep it up. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's actually somewhat true when we start looking at it, right? Because it's like if y'all want to stream, stream. But let me tell you download, something. Download one song. Download. Give, give me uh, the, exactly it's like the you amount of, of of revenue that comes in off of a download versus streaming you guys would be so surprised and maybe we'll do yeah, an episode true. on that man yeah. alright so we're coming down to the end here so top three guitar players oh wow that's a tough one for me because I'm yeah. influenced by so many but I'll, 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 go, I'll go with this yeah, I will just say Wes, Jimmy, and both Jimmys. If I have to, if you have to nail me down, I'll say All right. Wes and both Jimmys. Jimmy Page, Jimmy Hendrix. Bam, there you we know, go. Hendrix go. Page, you know, I mean, obviously, you know. If Freak Juice could tour with anybody, who would uh, it be? Uh, uh, ooh, wow. You know, I'd I like to go out with Dave Matthews. Wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow! I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I wasn't expecting that at all. That was. Uh, I'm curious. Who would you say? What's that? Who would, what you, would say? you say? Well, yeah. oh, but a shh. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> who would you have Freak Juice tour with? Who would I have Freak Juice tour with? Yeah. Like I can see you guys go out with the Deftones, Seven oh, Dust. I can see you guys go out with with a band like Government Mule, where it's you know you guys have that that thing, that, man. I mean, hell, even Dream Theater. I can see you guys yeah. totally doing that. Okay, you know, right. this is you guys have that that element, man. Of of it's um, almost like we have a little bit of jam element in there where we could go out with a, a band like Government Mule. Yeah, and absolutely, especially, especially live. I don't know if you really get that from the record, you know. Right, right. Well, that's and that's why I said that's why yeah. I said the mule man. Yeah, absolutely. I could There's totally put that on the record, but not, you know, not like we do it live because uh, we 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 really go into that zone live. Yeah, for right. sure. I mean, the other one that I would say, you know, to you and and to me because I I love them. Probably my favorite band ever, Kings X. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a show that I would love to see. Is freak. I mean, I, I would love a, 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 a King's Egg, Living Color, Fishbone, Twenty Four Seven Spies, Freak Juice. Oh man! Would, there, well, there's your there's your you know your, your juice fest, good. man. There there's your good. there's your juice fest right there. Yeah, that yeah. would be the most badass festival. Oh my god! Yeah, Let's do good. that. Uh, I'll do whatever I can do to help put that together, man. That would be insane. Wow. All right, man. One more question for you. What one song do you wish that you wrote? I'll just say Giant Steps. I wish I was smart enough to write Giant Steps. Right? No, man. That's seeing that's that one's cool. Again, I I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, I'm sure there's some. Everybody says Purple Rain, so all the big money, <laughs> right, all the right. big money makers. I, I like. I, I was. I was smart enough to write Donna Lee or uh, right something fucking badass like that. You know, right, right, yeah, yeah. like so Teen Town or something. Just you know, just, just yeah. something, just crazy genius. You know, right. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I'm going with my answer. Oh man. Well, Tori, dude, it has been a pleasure catching up with you, my bro. Thank you so much for doing this. One more time, where can people find you? Okay, you can find me at freakjuice.bandcamp.com. You can find me at freakjuice slash Facebook, Tori, T O R I, Ruffin uh, slash Facebook. Uh, you can come to the Juice Maker Lounge at 3508 South Sheridan in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You might catch me mopping up and cleaning up the bar and come in <laughs> and catch a thing. We can sit out and talk guitars or whatever you want to do over a shot of Jameson. There we go, man. All right, everybody, this is Tori Ruffin. Thank you, my bro. Thank you, Ken, man. Much love, brother. Thank yeah. you for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, thank you for doing it. We'll, we'll get together soon. I hope so. Ah, well, there you have it. I want to thank my special guest this week, Mr. Tory Ruffin of Fishbone, Morris Day and the Time, Sexual Chocolate, and, of course, Freak Juice. Those guys are so badass. I hope you enjoyed their tunes. By all means, go catch them live, and make sure you go visit Tori on all of his socials, his websites. Get yourself some uh, Freak Juice music. Also, go to my website, www.kenvaldez.com. Over there, you can find information about my music, about this podcast, and also you can find the links to all of my socials. Be in touch. I'd love to hear from you all. Also, if you like this podcast and you want to lend a hand, Keep the wheels moving forward and keep guests like Tori coming on to the show for your entertainment. Show some love at Venmo. My Venmo handle is at Ken Valdez. Every little bit helps. But that's about it, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.